Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And to the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, and thanks to you, you the listener. Just one. Who's keeping us afloat <laughs> in these toughest of times. Hello, the hyphen Samantha Richards, Richards and Dane Swan. Morning. How you going, guys? Very good, very good. How are you going, mate? You've been, look like you've been busier than ever. Yeah, mate, flat out. Um, got a lot on, doesn't he? Yeah, no, it's been all right. It's been good. Very good, very good. Well, we're taping this on the uh, Wednesday morning, 13th of May, uh, just whatever uh, reference we end up coming up with. But uh, Sam, how are you going in, in, in real life? I'm alive. I'm alive. And you know what? Yes. That's an achievement. I deserve a gold star for that mm. this week. That would be really Absolutely. good. I'm working. I started a new job. Just to add to my list of things, I thought that I'd use this time to just expand my resume, you know, because it really helps in the worldwide sport. So now I um, work for a company, plug here, work for a company called Edible Blooms. You know, like instead of sending flowers, you can send like do- donut bouquets and like chocolate strawberry bouquets oh. and stuff. I thought yeah. edibles well, were, uh, were weed. Well, yeah, you know, you would think that, but no, strawberries, Dane strawberries and beers and all those kind of things. So on the job, if I um, accidentally break a strawberry, I get to eat it. How good. Oh, lovely. How many yeah. have you broken? Um, five. Mm. How are <laughs> if, they? if you push the skewer through the chocolate, it's, it can't go out because they spend a lot of money. So, mm. so you're going to make them, do you? Yeah, well, it's like a little um, production line. It's all made in-house, yeah. So this obviously buy the strawberries and then the people in the little – mini um, commercial kitchen, they dip the strawberries, and then once they're dipped, I skewer them onto the bouquets. Wow. Yeah, so and if I'm hungry, they, I might They're more unusual sort of stuff? You were too far. So, uh, so what, people um, can order bouquets of any you know, type? You can buy like... like... Yeah, I actually saw... So one of the bouquets they do is like designed, I guess, for, for boys. Corona, it's a Corona and Donut bouquet. So you can get a, like a bottle of beer or two bottles of beer and some donuts and send them. And one boss um, has sent it out on Monday to his whole staff. I don't know who he was or where he was from, but he wrote a little note to each of them saying thanks, you know, for working so hard during the coronavirus. Here's a corona, which I thought was quite clever. Hmm, so that each of his staff have got a donut bouquet with some coronas. Oh, very cool. Lovely. Yeah. Knows no bounds. 
Hey, Dane, um, so your great career was known as dealing as coping with pressure and delivering under pressure. Taylor's birthday yesterday, how'd you go? Um, yeah, it was all right, mate. It wasn't, it wasn't much. We can't do much, and I just did what um, – I just reciprocated what I got for my birthday. Which oh. was? Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Absolutely nothing. Did I did. Oh, no, I made um, – I made a – she loves uh, jalapeno cornbread for some reason, so I made her that. That's Did it. Did see that? We, Did you make that? And we, yep. And we ordered pizza. That that was it. Um, there was nothing. There's nothing else to do. You can't go out for dinner. Well, at this stage, you couldn't invite friends around. Um, like you couldn't do anything. Couldn't even go get a card because the shop was closed, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. So I think we, Taylor may have a couple of her friends over Monday this weekend. I think um, just three or. Four. Well, for up to five of them, obviously. Um, I think her well, friend's got well, her. Coming. Yeah, her friend's got her. Um, the fucking restaurant, um, At- Atlas, I think it's called. Like a oh, beautiful. Like, but you get like three meals in some online cooking course. They teach you how to make the meals or something like that. So I think they'll do that. But thirty-five, she turns. So um, it's not a very important birthday. So oh, dang, oh. they're all important. They're all important. Oh, well, because you're still here, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, we just we just moved on. Um, you know, I, I got nothing for mine, so tell I got nothing for hers. Have you have you surprised yourself a bit with things like the jalapeno cornbread? Have you really been able to extend yourself in skills during this um, time? Oh, well, yeah, yes and no. I've had to, I've been forced to cook, otherwise we weren't eating. So, um, I've, yeah, I've cooked a lot more. I've made some stuff which I didn't think I'd. It's, I think it's. I think I can actually cook. It's just that I can't be bothered. Like it just takes so long. You don't like, enjoy the process. Effort. Well, it, when I when there's nothing else to do, I don't, actually don't mind the process because it's not like on a Saturday Arvo or a Friday night, like I'm missing out on watching the basketball or going out for going out for dinner or you know missing certain things. It's just like well, there's nothing on. So I might as well put my headphones in, listen to music, and just cook. Saves me getting yelled at by Taylor for not doing something. So, um, like when I when I made that lentil uh, shepherd's pie, that took me a while. That was like two three hours of of carry on in the kitchen. So and you got an injury too, didn't you? Um, yeah, that's where During I um, yeah I nearly chopped my uh, thumb off. Oh, so would it would it be fair to say, Dane, that you are um, extrinsically motivated rather than intrinsically motivated when it comes to cooking and housework and you know things around the home? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. there's no doubt about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I've, I've cooked a lot more. I've, I've had to clean. Um, I've got I've got chores written up on the wall. So I'm like, I'm in mean, preschool, <laughs> primary school. Do you get a star? Do you get gold stars for doing them? Yeah, absolutely. Got three of them in the two months we've been here. <laughs> so, and does does Taylor continue to also work from home? Because I shouldn't overlook the fact that you work from home too. Yeah, I've been flat out, mate. Um, did some stuff filming yesterday for um, the Chapel Street Precinct again. So, don't, not not sure Must if it's going well. Not Must sure going well when you get another call. Well done. Yeah, not, not, sure if, not sure if it's backed by popular demand, but it's backed by some kind of demand. So, um, films a few of them. So I think one of them will go out. Today, so I guess by the time this is out, one will already be out. Um, my ranking of the favourites seemed to get a, a lot of feedback. So, 
Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I think, think my response it. to that was my most popular tweet ever. <laughs> was it? Well, well we <laughs> can discuss just a... that when we discuss it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've, I've been busy enough and, and, and working and um, just ticking along, mate, as we all are. So speaking of diet, I better read this from uh, Alan Didak interview in the Herald Sun last week. Uh, three, three, three questions and answers here. Do you find it ironic the fittest Dane Swan has ever looked is in the jungle? There's not much you can eat in the jungle, is there? He's a good eater. Yes, he's a very good eater. He doesn't skip meals when we're out and about. He's looking pretty trim at the moment. He can't go much with with, with can't go out much with lockdown. He might be the healthiest he's ever been. Hamish, if someone said describe Dane Swan, where do you start? The most relaxed guy I've ever met. Nothing favours him. He's a good fellow to do anything for you. He loves to have a good time, loves socialising and loves being around good people. Your response, please. Um, well, I, guess, I don't know. It's his opinion, so I guess he thinks he's right. Um, so diplomatic, Dane. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't know what you want me to say. It's, um, oh, it's probably, I'm not, well, he's probably not far when saying I'm the healthiest I've been in a long time. There's nothing like that is for certain. I haven't drank for two, two and a, two and a bit months. Pretty much been eating vegetarian six nights of the week, six days of the week. Um, so I'm trying to train every day. Um, but as we slowly come out of lockdown, that health will slowly deteriorate. <laughs> what am I having? What am I being in lockdown for the rest of my life? That would be perfect for me. That's what I need. So you don't feel like a homesick? You'll go. You'll go. No, 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 yeah. not at all. Um, but. But yeah, it's, it was nice. Um, and I enjoy my food, but if I tell you what, Disney doesn't mind it either. Let me tell you. He <laughs> good on the tooth. No, he's not bad on the fang. Yeah, very good. And and on the wine. How are you going? Uh, do you home drinker, Sam, or not? No, a social drinker only. No, I don't. I don't. I'm only a social drinker, and I um I've only drank <coughs> once this lockdown. Had a couple of drinks on Anzac Day at home with just me and Stephen, which was. Played some games. Unfortunately, it, it pains me to reveal that he's current Gen- Jenga champion in the house, which will have to change. So I'll have to have a few more drinks because it's not on. But um, no, I don't really drink much. If I go out and I give it a nudge, then I'll give it a nudge. But that doesn't happen very often. I just don't think about it. I don't know why. It's like I forget that alcohol exists. And then I remember and I'm like, oh, you. Oh, this will be fun. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> me and Taylor have been together. You know, 12 and a bit years, I, we don't need to be up till 5 in the morning with each other getting drunk, maybe feeling shit else the next day. So, no, exactly. absolutely not. Um, but I might start like having a, a wine at dinner and stuff for that. I've, two months is a bit ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> and, and, and I was pretty unhealthy when it started because I've been like at summer, then I've been overseas with the World Cup and the UFC. So, I've been on the piss for, you know, two, three months pretty much straight. So, yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl. So, um, two, three months straight. So, I was, Corona came at a good time for me. Um, <laughs> so, it was good to, well, well planned. to settle down and, and relax and, and feel healthy again and not not just be fucked Monday, Tuesday, every week. Like, I'm actually, it's amazing what you can get done on a Monday when, um, Isn't it? when you don't drink. Like, you can actually stay awake. I don't know, you could actually stay awake most Mondays during the day, but <laughs> you can. Yeah. So, so it's been good, but um, I might have a couple this weekend, actually. Speaking of having a couple at home, there was a, there was something that pushed your button uh, since our last podcast that Jordan asked you about. Um, Fremantle has sanctioned two of its three players involved at a house gathering on a Sunday night, despite WA police not charging the three Dockers players investigated for breaching coronavirus restrictions by attending a raucous house party. The Dockers have taken a stance. Your thoughts, please. 
Yeah, well, it's so what when I tweeted, I got a heap, heap of grief for saying um, they shouldn't be out partying anyway. But well, that wasn't the point of my tweet. And anyways, people are still going to have parties, whether people lock down or not. It's just men; they might not have big parties, but I can guarantee you, people will have more than five people at house this weekend. I guarantee you, last weekend there was people over at people's houses drinking and carrying on, maybe in groups of four or five. Or it's just the way the world is. Like it's like having a you know, it's like um, when you get on alcohol bans at footy clubs. Like I guarantee you one person is going to drink. Now, whether it's at home having one glass of wine with his partner or he goes out because no one knows who he is and he's out till 5 a.m., it just happens. So that was <laughs> Did you just encapsulate both ends of your career there? I don't, I don't know what you mean, but maybe. Well, as, in, as in when you first started going out when no one knew who you was and then having to have a yeah. quiet one at home. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So, yeah. And then, and I started before social media, so that helped a bit. Um, but yeah, well, it was just more the fact that like, how stupid do you have to be? And now, listen, I've done some stupid things, and we all have, and I've been filmed doing stupid things in court and all the rest of that. But like, for your mates to be filming it and putting on like, Insta- like Snapchat or in whatever stories or sending it to mates or whatever um, you know format they choose to put it on, like you know that you are not meant to be doing it. So, like, it is not cool to be sending around to your mates having a party or – now, whether that's the Frere boys with the DJs or, you know, the NRL boys or just random people in general just flicking around, like, it's just not on. Um, and it's just – and it's usually it's the friend of a friend or it's someone who isn't really tight in their circle and they just want to put it up on Snapchat or want to put it up on their story to be cool because they're hanging around people with a profile. And it's not it's not cool. So mate, it gets to the point now where if you're having people at home or, you know, a kick on or something like that, it's pretty much just phone if you don't know them, phones like away, otherwise you can't come in. It's pretty Fair much as simple as that. Hold on, I just gotta let the dog in and I've got one percent charge on the computer. So talk amongst yourselves for three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know what I've, he's done really well in so. Yeah. Sorry, I'm back. Oh, that was bloody quick. We'll just no, say but Sam, you know, really you've well. been. You, well, I'm not. Sam, you've been in lots of situations where where you know that if this got out, dot dot dot, <laughs> and, and you, you you're actually not being a mate. That's what he said. You're actually not being a mate if if you let those things out. Yeah, exactly. And they're not. And they're not the ones getting in trouble. And they're not the ones getting in trouble. Yeah. Like I never. Oh, I, I've, had with, I've had this conversation with. I've had this conversation with. Um, I'm not going to name him because he's a, a ripper bloke, but um, he, he plays NRL. And when he was a little bit younger and just freshly coming onto the scene, there was a bit of controversy out there about some of his extracurricular activities. And I said to him, you, you're a normal 19-year-old boy that's going to go out and do things that normal 19-year-old boys do, but unfortunately people like to see you slip up and they're going to jump on the opportunity. So just don't let your friends fucking film shit. Just don't let them do it. Put your phones away, exactly what Dane said, because you're going to do the things that normal 19-year-old boys do and you're entitled to because you're a normal person just because you play rugby or rugby league doesn't make you any different from going through the things you want to go through and making the dumb mistakes and stupid decisions and having the fun that you do, but you have to be smart about it in asking people to put their phones away and just not letting people film it because I guarantee you Dane's, Dane's generation and prior to that, all did the dumb shit that the kids of today do. It just wasn't filmed because no one had, you know, smartphones. So just be, just try and be smart about it, and you'll save, save yourself a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Did you ever get burnt like that, Twenty? Pardon? Did you ever get burnt like that? A couple of times, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, not fun. No, it's not fun. And you're like, oh, I've learned the hard way. So, um, and listen, I'll probably still do stupid shit, which will come up and it'll probably get thrown back in my face. But you just try and you try and do your best and try and not get caught doing your worst. But you're, an, I just think you're entitled to like. Dane, you're a normal person. Just because you could kick a footy around with some skill doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to live your life. As long as you're not hurting anyone, like you should be able to do what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the world we live in where um, you've got a profile, you're not allowed. Yeah, well. So, so can, I, can, can I marry all this together and just say, I wonder if there was a third friend of, of uh, the Selwoods on the weekend. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was like, fucking hilarious. People, <laughs> how's the outrage brigade on that one? People are fucked, oh, mate. <laughs> so who, 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 who carried on? Who carried on? And the and the um and the Coles thing that you hit the the Coles thing you tweeted last night, Ralph. That's right. Yep, mate. It's, it's <laughs> we we really must need to get a lockdown if people are carrying on about. Like, it's not like he had bound and gagged. His misses and like she was putting up a fight, could like not do it. Like they were clearly enjoying it and doing it together. And you've just got a couple of couple of fuckwits who I just feel like being outraged for the sake of being outraged, and there's nothing else to do. Like it's it's unbelievable. But like, like are you surprised? Oh no. <laughs> well, well, maybe if you asked me this time last year, I, I would have been surprised. Yeah. But this time, since since last June, no, no, not surprised about it. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> and the weird thing is, when I seen it, I was like deep down somewhere, I was like, I wonder who is going to be upset about this. Yes. Like, just, <laughs> like you just can't do anything anymore. Like you have to be so vanilla and so. And well, he's the captain of Geelong. Who gives a fuck? Is he not allowed to have some fun? Is he not allowed yeah, exactly. to have fun with his wife at home? Like, and then he probably got peer pressure to take it down by the footy club or somewhere. Oh, no doubt. I would no, have, don't tell me he took it down. <laughs> yes. I would have had some serious doing? problems with taking it down. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would have done because that kind of equates <laughs> to apologising, doesn't it? Yeah. To people you don't give a fuck about. But it's a it's an admission of guilt, in my opinion. Like, I agree I've said, I, I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm not taking it down because it's harmless fun. Me and my – for all – I can't imagine Joel Sell being a huge TikTok guy for starters. Like thinking, like <laughs> right, so. Now I don't have absolutely zero idea about this, but I would imagine maybe it was probably her idea. Like because you could like, be right. Because like, what about if it was her idea and she goes, "Let's do this for a bit of fun," and now so it's, it's absurd. And what's more absurd was the thing about Coles yesterday. Like, people I'll read this. I'll read this. Coles are taking a piss. It's a joke. Yeah, I'll, re- I'll read this for people who didn't see this. A coal supermarket has come under fire, which is always the, the go-to, come under fire, after an eagle-eyed shopper spotted washing powder and sanitary pads in the Mother's Day section at her local store. Shopper Elise posted a photo of the display on Facebook calling it sexist. She pointed out boxes of coal power laundry powder had been included in the Mother's Day section along with a selection of gifts including slippers, bed socks and homeware. Well, Dear me. Elise needs oh to remove God. herself from society. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a moron. Um, but now I need to get laid. I think now we yeah, probably. I don't know who would, but um, <laughs> now so I, I don't have my head really wrapped around about what sanitary pads are. But I can't imagine they'd be in the Father's Day section. <laughs> well, 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 you never know. They might. Uh, well, in these days, it's right. binary people now. I'm, yeah, sure, they identified, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But, and I think you'll remember from an earlier podcast, Dan, it's not just women that get their periods. 
Yeah, well, exactly. It's everyone. So maybe I'll maybe I'm wrong with it. Maybe I might retract that statement about the sanitary patch shouldn't be in the Father's Day section. But <laughs> well, so so if there's I don't know what could be in the Father's Day section that I'll that I'll get outraged about. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. We'll, that's that's our homework for the week. You, yeah, hey, yeah, so Sam, you mentioned. Yeah, and Sam, and, you mentioned rugby. Sorry, Dane. There you go. I was just, I was going to comment on your Twitter. I I don't know. Speaking of Twitter, like I don't, what, I don't know what this underrated gag thing is you, you're going with. Like I don't know if anyone follows it, Ralph. Every second tweet you pop overrated. out, overrated. What 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 is the joke behind that? Because I haven't found one of them funny. No, you're not meant to. Okay, so not what is, what is the gag behind it? All right, well I'll, I'll get to. I, I need to do the list that I had because oh, okay. Sam's done a list and you've done a list because this was our homework to do a list. No, I haven't done a mm. list. Right? Well, you, you did. did you list. did your chocolates. Oh yeah, that's also I thought we we're going to comment on. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You selflessly. For the podcast again, put I've yourself got, on the line first. I've got some more. Um, I've got some more lists. I feel like I'm going to do, but I think I'm going to video because it took me so long to type it out. And <laughs> and and I didn't realize that um, Instagram has a character limit, or my right. uh, or my phone was just playing up and I couldn't get it all like spaced out and properly. So and that's also how bored I am during isolation with no sports. So I'm now ranking. <laughs> Favorites, but are we are we talking about that? Or are we talking about your overrated first? Well, you, you do you do your list, and then I'll get to my list, and I'll explain the overrated bit. So we're, just we need a recap, and maybe you've had some hindsight and some good reactions from the people. I'm gonna have to go to my Instagram. Hold on a second. Yeah, so Dane's done a list of his top ten Cadbury Cadbury chocolates. Is that right? I think there's, I think there's eleven, mate. The Cadbury favorites. So I, I just people on Twitter were doing this. So I was like. And to be perfectly honest, it gave me a great excuse to buy them because Taylor said we had too much shit in the house. So I was like, babe, I've got to do this. Oh, this is a job of mine. I'm going to start ranking um, like people's. This is a have to do. This is a have yeah, to so do. Yeah, once so a, once a week I'm going to do it. So at the favourites, so I'm probably going to do the Alan's Party Mix tomorrow and then I'm going to do a fruit bowl, like just your stock standard fruit bowl, like what mm-hmm. fruit. I'm going to, I think I'm going to blind taste tests like Coke, Diet Coke, Pepsi Max and Pepsi and see if I can get oh, them. Content creation. Edgy, edgy yeah. I'm, really I'm just trying to think of stuff, like, stuff that I like to eat so I can order it without telling you me for having too much junk food in the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the assorted creams, all the assorted classics. I think I'm going to do them, like the Biss Arnott's. Um, uh, what, about, what about different drumstick flavours? Could you do that as a blind taste test? Um, yeah, I'm willing to give anything a go. We don't have big, <laughs> we don't have, we don't have big freezer space to be honest. But uh, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, well, that's three or four. Surely, if we're out, we'll be out of lockdown by then, unless this becomes a hit and someone wants to pay me to do it, and then then I'll keep doing it. Nothing's for nothing. No. So do you want me to quickly give my um? Yes, please. So well, uh, Turkish delights, obviously number eleven. Am I explaining or just? I'll just. I'll yeah, just, just quick explanation on each. Oh, it's lights horrible. Um, it, I don't know who eats it. It's in the bin. It goes in the bin. Um, cherry ripe, yeah, right behind it. Um, not well. I had an ugly incident in the early 2000s, which I refuse to talk about. Um, so <laughs> that's put me off it. Um, that'll be done. Old gold is the dark chocolate. It just um, it just gets eaten last because it just gets forgotten about and it's just, it just sits there and it's like, oh, fuck, well, I'm hungry. I feel like some chocolate and this is all I've got left. So just that just gets eaten. Don't mind it, but, you know, you can't eat a lot of it because it's so rich. Mm. Um, the, the dream, uh, like I enjoy it. I just can't eat six or seven of them in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the flake, 
if the, if they found a way to make the flake more compact, it'd be a lot better. Um, but it's just it's just a mess. Like, it's really good. You some can't eat feedback. It. You can't eat it without shit going everywhere. Like, so you have to eat it up on the bench. You can't eat it on the couch because there's just flake everywhere in all orifices for ages. Um, but but great taste. Sorry, can I butt, can I butt in there, please, Wally? Uh, just just one. If you want to Google this uh, or YouTube, Cadbury's Flake Woman in Canoe from the nineteen seventies. It is borderline porn. A flake oh ad from was it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Thank you, um, Ralph. Thank you for that. So something from the childhood there. Yeah. Oh yeah. The boots. Uh, I, I thought. Oh. I think boots is probably severely underrated, but it's just. I agree. It's just, it's, listen, I don't have any problem with it. It's good. It's just, I think the bright colors of the other packaging in front of it, and it's just, it's not as, um, I don't know, it's just not a consistent, it's not consistent, not the word. It's just not a, it doesn't have the regular impact that the others do. But every time you eat it, every time I eat it, I'm like, fuck, that was good. I should probably mm. eat that quickly more often, but it just goes to the back of the head. Uh, she's, you know, yeah, just so, just, it's just where it is, where it is. It's like my opinion, and that's where it sits. Um, Caramello, listen, you know, the, the next three, you could really throw them in any order, but Caramello, just purely because of the, of the Caramello inside, it's just rich and you can't, I don't think I could eat, like, a shitload of it, but, like, it's good to mix up. Um, the Morrow, it's just a knockoff Mars bar, but, like, you know, Mars bars are terrific, and, you know, so this is a couple of rungs behind that, but I love a Mars bar, and the Morrow is pretty good, and it's pretty nice refrigerated. Um, picnic, just just a picnic. Like it's a classic. Um, it's a quality chocolate. It's got a bit of everything. Nice texture to it. Um, yeah. So that's that. And then obviously, um, the crunchy. Well, well, the crunchy and the um the milk chocolate. They don't, they don't really need explanation. They're just timeless classics. I'll never get old. Like I got people fucking got on me for. Having the milk chocolate, like no one saying I was boring and plain. It was like, well, well, it's, mm. it's an amazing chocolate. I'm sorry for being boring and plain. It's like, mm. do you want it to come out and make a hundred every innings? Well, that's it might be boring and plain, but it just makes runs. It's all it does. It takes wickets. Glenn <laughs> McGrath style. Yeah, it kicks goals exactly. It's just it's an all time legend. Um, you might not be flashy and have like you know plenty of silky skills, but he just he does the job every week. Consistent, magnificent. And the crunchy. Just as an element of flair, like they they're very good in tandem. They're one two together. Um, it's a perfect combo, um, and never gets taken for granted. And the probably only reason why Crunchy was number two is because sometimes the honeycomb could be, you know, how it's not soft and you can't bite it into it, um, and it just sort of melts in your mouth. Sometimes it could be a bit hard and you know, crystallized, not the word, but um, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, um, so I'm blown away by your dedication to this. Oh, yeah, too. So, so that's probably the uh, that's probably one of the knocks on <laughs> probably one of the knocks on the crunchy why it's not number one is because it's um, the Cadbury dairy milk is just number one. It's just consistent, like it can ne- never fucks up, and you, it is what it is. Where crunchy, if it was always that when you bit into it, that dry, just um, crumbling sensation will. That could very well be number one, but unfortunately, it's just not as consistent as number one. Sam, so, I need you to uh, respond, please, on behalf just, of chocolates. 
it just was it was a really interesting and I've listened to his explanation now and I can understand why he made the decisions that he did and it's his opinion I just don't agree with a lot of them I just think that um I see what you're saying about the dairy milk being plain and boring but just you know getting the job done it's just why would you choose something plain and boring when you have a selection in front of you every time you can always come back to the dairy milk it'll always be there you've just stated that it is reliable Dane but there are others that bring more to the party and uh, you have the opportunity to choose them like the boost bar and you, you let it go through to the keeper and I just don't understand why. But you know what? Like I said, it's so if you have one, one for the rest of your life, you choose boost. Yeah, uh, No, I'd choose picnic, to be honest. If it was one for the yeah, rest well, of my life, it would be that's, picnic. That's what I was going on, just my favourite. It's like one you could eat forever without getting sick of it. And you would choose dairy so milk? Yep, because, like, I wouldn't get sick of just – Plain chocolate, I'll get sick. No, like, you wouldn't, but would you get mellow. sick of would you get sick of no variety? Like you all you get when you choose that, all you get is chocolate. Like you don't get caramel, you don't get wafer, you don't get um, you know, rice, you don't write the rice bubbles that are in boost, you don't get nuts, you just get chocolate for the rest of your life. Are you happy with that, Dave? Yes. Well over the over the rest of them, yes, I am. That's why I picked it okay. number one, Sam. Okay. Yep, but I, and I, I'm okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give it just on behalf of us. Really want to um, thank you for the, the research you went into this. This was great. Give, well, give us your rankings, 11 to 1 then. Well, I, I, can't, do it on, I can't do it on the top because I don't have them in front of me. I could Google it. But you've oh, done well. a list. You've done a list, Sam. Oh, I've done a list. list Mine wasn't favourites. Oh, okay. No. no. Um, By the way, just before we get to your list, I just need to I add would... one more from the 70s mm. ads. Scorch peanut bar. It's called the hard bar. I'll put this out on our social media. Um this was just great. It was a lumberjack, and he was—he's knocking pardon. down a big. He's a lumberjack, and he's not—he's he, got the axe out, and he's knocking down trees. And then at the end, he sits astride the log while eating the scorched peanut bar while ladies patting the log. It's just sensational. What the, what the fuck? I will send this to you. I'm not making it up. <laughs> this was a big ad in the seventies. Is this your way of sharing okay, your top boomer. ten porn sites? No, no. This actually was free to wear ad. Anyway, over to you. What's your list this week, Sam? Oh, my list is biscuits, which um, the reason I chose biscuits is because it's I don't really eat many naughty things, but it, I do love a good cup of tea at the end of the night with a biscuit to dunk in it. Crazy. Yeah. Now, but when I did this um, biscuit list, much like Dane, I did put some think some thinking into it, and so not all of these are good for dunking, but they do go well with a cup of tea. So they might not necessarily be the best once dunked, but they are good, um, a good companion to a cup of tea. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It was hard, but rounding out number 10, um, this is one that w- wouldn't be dunked, but I think the um, the saltiness of this 
um, juxtaposed with the sweetness of a cup of tea is really good. So lemon crisp comes in at number 10. Um, number nine would be raspberry shortcake. Um, I would like to make note, though, that the filling of raspberry has become significantly less over time. I remember as a child having a lot more raspberry in the raspberry shortcake. So if you could get your act together on that one, that would be great. Um, number eight is vanilla cream wafers. Now, this this might be um, akin to the dairy milk of the favourites. It may seem a little bit boring, but but I put it in at number eight because much like the dairy milk, it's all, it's just consistent. It's good. It's always there. You know, you can get the cheaper version of them and they're still bloody good. Um, so that takes the spot of number eight. Now, number seven, I love a good Florentine, but I think homemade Florentines are way better than the ones that you buy in the shops because the I, I chocolate. Know, I, I don't know what a I don't know what three of these biscuits are so far. Oh well, you're going. Yeah, you well, got you, to when, Sam. Let, no, not this is not obscure for me. I'm a, I'm a seasoned biscuit consumer. It's fin, it's a it's a well. You know what, Dane? Now you can tell Dane. Uh, oh my goodness, Taylor, not Dana. You can tell Taylor that you need to do some product research for the um podcast and get some of these biscuits if you like i've got the i've got the honor to sort of pack up ready to go well they they some of them are in here but florentines are better homemade or from a bakery because that you need a thicker layer of chocolate on the bottom um for it to be really good number six are the royals now they're the ones that um for those playing at home the one with the marshmallow on top biscuit underneath jam in the middle and they're covered in chocolate delicious only one way to eat them as a kid how you gotta you gotta face palm it and then okay. pick the chocolate off, especially <laughs> near forehead, and then you pick the chocolate okay. off. Okay, okay, we're learning a lot about you today. Mm-hmm. In in number five is is Monte Carlos, and the thing I like about them is sometimes you can like twist them and eat the cream out, or you can just eat them as a biscuit. But they're really good for dunking. Mm-hmm. Number four, now here comes some controversy because this is a savoury biscuit, and it, and it is a biscuit because when you Google Coles biscuits or Woolworths biscuits, it's in the same product category. And that's my is it beloved. In the Mother's Day section or the Father's Day section? Oh, I'd I'd say it's probably <laughs> going to be in the Father's Day section, but right. um, but I would I would buy it from anywhere in the shop. And that's Vegemite shapes. You know how much I love them. They are in the biscuit section, so they qualify. But they didn't make the top of the list because most people are going to be expecting sweet biscuits from this list. So they are in at number four. Number three. Now I judge a company on how good their chopped chip biscuits are. These are really good for dunking in your cup of tea, but don't give me a thin biscuit. Like, don't waste my time. I want a chunky chopped chip biscuit. Not only does it have lots of chopped chips in it, but it has to be a chunky biscuit. Number two, good lord, how good are double coated Tim Tams? Not just normal. Why would you get again back to the reference of dairy milk? Why would you get the boring normal ones when you have double coat? They're delicious. They just crack better when you bite into them and number one there's something wrong with you if you don't put a kingston at the top of your list as far as biscuits go they are good for dunking they're good for just eating on their own they're good at any time of the day they're the best biscuit ever known to mankind i would like to say one other thing in your opinion please i've got Uh, one i've got one special mention before i get into it Iced Vovos as a kid used to be fucking amazing. But if you buy an Iced Vovo now, they are flat. The marshmallow is flat. So, Arnott's, you need to look at yourself hard and fast. And whoever's creating those Iced Vovos, stop flattening the marshmallows or it would have made my top ten. That's all. Review, please, Dane. Well, I don't know half the bloody biscuits that are in there, so it's hard to figure it out. But I did have this debate with some with the Arnest Classics and 
listen, before giving away too much of what my rankings of the Arnett's classic, whatever you call them, the, the packet with the five or six biscuits in them, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the Monte Carlo's in front of the Kingston for me. Oh, okay. You know what? That's an interesting take. Can you explain why? Because I used to struggle between ranking these two, but as I've got older, Kingston's just like spared ahead. So why would you put Monte Carlo in front? Well, once again, I don't want to. I don't want to um, put the cart before the horse. But mm-hmm. um, a couple of reasons. Well, there's more. There's more in a Monte Carlo. You get more bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. It's about double the size. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I just don't like the. I'll prefer the the ras what the raspberry and vanilla cream inside to the the chocolate cream, whatever whatever it is. Do you find so do you find that the ratio of biscuit to cream in a Monte Carlo is a bit out? Like Kingston, you get a good ratio of biscuit to cream, whereas Monte Carlo, there's so much biscuit, not enough cream. I well, find. to be to be fair, I haven't eaten a lot of them recently. So once I do eat, okay. once I do start to film this, I'll um mm-hmm. I'll have a bite again, but. But at the moment, like I don't think Kinston is number two for me either. But but I don't want to oh, shock the world on. yet. But okay. did you do it, did it, uh, Sam? Have you done a top ten biscuits for dunking and not included a teddy bear biscuit? Boring, Ralph. How is for dunking? Is, yeah, but and I understand that. But there are other ones that you can dunk that are better. Back to the favourite situation with with Cadbury Dairy Milk being so plain and boring, being at the top, it makes no sense. I mean, why would you have a plain biscuit when you can have? Plain biscuit plus other things like cream well, or chocolate chips. I'd, I'd, actually, so I'd argue with you. If someone did the the numbers and what was the most bought chocolate, I would nearly put my life on that the Cadbury Dairy Block would be number one. So you can't argue with millions of people around the world, in my opinion. Well, well I can argue with them. Well, you but can, I don't but have to agree wrong. with them. No, just channeling this yeah. time last year, Dade was reading Urban Dictionary on this, and now we've just gone through biscuits and chocolate. I'm not, hey, um, so I'm happy to go back to that if you want. No thanks. So my my list is inspired by the last dance. before I get to my list, Dane, uh, last dance uh, episode seven and eight has, have dropped. What's what's been your uh, your, your, your take out from it? Um, yeah, well, I don't know whether they were trying to do it, but obviously trying to paint Jordan as an asshole. I don't know whether they were trying to do that on purpose or that's just literally the well, it's way. Jordan's it company. This is the interesting part about so Jordan's. Jordan's okayed the lot because his company's a part owner of this. Yeah. Okay, well, so one second, I'm going to tune out because I haven't, I haven't watched these episodes. No, so I'm you just can gonna... ask questions along the line about it because for those others who haven't, uh, what, why do you why do you say it's coming Sorry, across that way? Had to put him back in. Had to put. He wanted to go out, out, That's right. back out into the I'm just in the spare room. Um, Arnie needs a credit on the show. Yeah. Um, so what? What do you want to say about it? Um, yeah, well, I mean, just. Just how he wasn't. I don't know if he was an asshole. It's just that, and like what he said, the thing that like he didn't never ask anyone to do anything he wasn't or he wasn't prepared to do. Yep. Now, listen. I'm not sure me and Michael would have got along really well. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. You're preempting my next question, but go on. Yeah, yeah. We we would have had we would probably would have had our issues. Um, <laughs> because like game day, absolutely. Like I'll no, I, I wanted to. Be the best player in the Grand NBA. I wanted to, to dominate and play well and uh, and win. I was competitive as anyone. I just probably didn't show it with my my um, style and um, mm-hmm. you know my character. But training would have been tough. But it's a, it's a completely different sport because like if he was Jordan was playing you know in a position here, like the court, the grounds are a lot bigger, so he couldn't be yelling at you all the time. But <laughs> I think in the I think in the weight room and like if we we're doing cardio or swimming or. You know things like that. I think that's probably where he would have got it got at me, and I probably would have would have had. <laughs> we probably would have punched on. 
Um, <laughs> I, 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 we, we wouldn't have been able to fight because he wouldn't have been able to find me because I wouldn't have been in the weight room. <laughs> oh, no, no, so. um, but, you know, but you obviously, you know, it's. I was trying to see if I could, like, relate him to someone a foot, a, in my time of footy. Well, from an outsider, Dane, from an outsider to me, I'm thinking, well, well isn't, wasn't Bucks the most driven guy of all time? So was there any, any comparison yeah. along those lines? Oh, not really. Like, Bucks wasn't. Like that aggressive in your face, like yeah, um, you well, not like you're a piece of shit and you get out of right, here yeah, and of like course. you know try to punch you and stuff like that. Like that was obviously Jordan, where he was just at you and at you and at you and just tried to break you. So when it comes to finals, um, you know, like you were prepared, or if he the pressure he put on you, you could withstand. It. Like with when you played, like what he said when he played the Knicks and. Like when it come to final, so like he'd try and put more pressure on you because of who he was. So, and it's a different sport, but yeah, Bucks were, and like Pendlebury as well, like with their with their work ethic and their work rate, they're probably the two, which is the two obvious ones. But that's why they are who they are. Like, there's no yep. secret to it. It's just they are who they are. And yeah, Bucks probably did it a little bit more aggressively than Pendles, but it's a different era. Like it's just a different world. Like when I first started, it was kill or be killed. Is like we don't give a shit about you. You gotta, you know, you gotta jump on or bad luck. Where this year it's like your first year player comes in, you know, they get cuddled and they get, you know, coddled and get pushed along, and you got development groups and you know, I you. Siri's oh, talking to me. Um, that's weird. <laughs> um, I don't get that. Can you please try again? <laughs> fuck off. Um, well, hold on. I hope there's no feminist. I've just told a woman to fuck off, so I'm not trouble with it. Is Siri isn't Siri not binary? Oh well, who knows? Well, I thought Siri was a female. Am I kicked in by just saying Siri? Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, Jordan, yeah, he was he was obviously a freak, um, and he he put in, you know, what he got out. Um, also, everyone's been loving the Last Dance. Um, it's been awesome. It's just. Um, and and the fact that he gives no one credit either, like when he laughed at Gary Payton and stuff, you know, like he was genuinely pissing himself laughing. It was like I had no problems with Payton. It was like I haven't seen him yet, like go, oh, you know, what I struggle with him now. Whether that's just his, his mentality, or he literally didn't have one problem with anyone in the whole league, and he was that good. He was better than everyone else by so far that he wasn't worried about anyone. But he's just still got that ruthless competitiveness in him that he refuses to give anyone. Like a lick of, you know, a compliment. But that's that's who he is. And one of one of the episodes, I think it was seven, was was focusing on the uh, on the, his father uh, being murdered yeah. and all the and, and not not just the tragedy of it and how he had to deal with it, but also the uh, the outrageous uh, <laughs> rumors and, and rumors that he that he had to deal with. That must have been oh my god! Uh, like of, of all the yeah. things that humanized him, it was probably that one exactly. And I guess I imagine if. Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan now in the era that we're in, like with social media and that. Like, mm. And obviously they talked about how, you know, it wore him down. He wanted to retire because of like the pressure and like everywhere he went, he was Michael Jordan and had to, like, even like his pre-game routine where he had to go meet with kids and um, he just got followed everywhere and harassed. And then after the game, like he, you know, he got 10 minutes to himself pretty much a day. Um, and if he did that now, like he could have burned out a lot earlier. And that's why LeBron, obviously, and I still think Jordan's better than LeBron, but well, the way LeBron has to handle the two is, is pretty incredible. But and then LeBron doesn't have really a like a bad like a 
a blotch on his name. Like he's really been perfect so far. And I'm sure they tried to dig up dirt on him. But um, Jordan was just – I loved his line. He wasn't a um, – he didn't have a gambling problem. He had a competition problem. Well, uh, <laughs> that's um, – yeah. But um, he was just Michael Jordan. He was just the best. And some people didn't like the way he went about it. But he got results. And that's – in the end, that's all he ever wanted to do. He wanted to win. Um, he didn't want to be – he didn't want to be liked. He just wanted to be – he just wanted to win. So – that's the way he went about it. Like his, his Space Jam thing was pretty cool. Like they they built him a big basketball court and stuff like that when he was out filming. Oh, what about that? And he got all the best players from the league to go out and and, yeah. and play play. What do they call pick up games yeah. with him? Like it was yeah. extraordinary vision. And they'd, they'd film him. Oh, then he'd pick up like little thi- little things on the way they played, and he put it in the back of his mind for that year. And that's when they went like seventy two and ten, so or something like that. So, um. Yeah, he was he was a freak. Um, obviously, um, he's obviously drank far. I don't know what's wrong with his eyes, like, but he's obviously drank far Might too be. much, or it's a cigar, yeah. or it's a cigar smoke, it's cigar smoke, I reckon. Yeah, but um, you think I think Jordan's worth a little bit, so um, I'll probably get that. <laughs> quick, but, and it's crazy that like how still private he's. He wouldn't let them film in his own house. Like they had to rent a house for him to do that interview. Oh, is that right? Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, they wouldn't let him. He wouldn't let them come into his house, so that that to rent a hell. They had to obviously do it somewhere else, which is crazy. Actually, speaking of this, so and this is actually inspired by this. I heard an interview. There's a guy who's bringing out the Dream Team tapes. He wrote a book about the Dream Team ten years ago, and Jordan uh, was interviewed for it. Uh, yeah. He got on. This guy got on good with him <laughs> through uh, through the eighties. I think he had the Chicago Bulls beat, right, and he yeah. said he was over at he was over at Jordan's place in the late eighties, and uh, his his wife brought down. He's then baby son, and he got to hold his baby son. And at the time, no one even knew that he had a son. So that was the talk about different media areas there. And yeah, the, the uh, Chicago Bulls, yeah, well, they actually rang him and said, well, you're not going to mention that he's got a son, are you? <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, I am. But he, he made the point that Jordan lived up to the hype. A lot of, a lot of times the hype doesn't, yeah. doesn't match the ability. Yeah, absolutely. And probably he exceeded the, the hype. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And so that's my ten, top ten list, right? My top, my top, my top ten list, and this is for discussion. Mm-hmm. So who's who's lit, who's exceeded the hype? So even though the hype's insane, they've still beaten it. So Jordan's number one, number two, Tiger. A Tiger or Tiger Woods? Probably Tiger Woods. Okay, yeah. So as big as the hype was, he still beat it. By he was, he was that good. Number three, yeah. Warney. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he still delivered. There's the reason he's got a statue. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I, I seen a yeah. statue yesterday on his Twitter. Like, if he um, if he had played Bangladesh and some Zimbabwe like as many times yeah. as Miller, Murali, like he would have had like eight hundred, nine hundred wickets. That he had to play against. <laughs> That's so, true. Yeah, absolutely, it's true. Uh, still on cricket, uh, the late seventies, early eighties, West Indies. They were huge, and Jesus, they were good. Uh, number five slash Sydney Olympics slash Kathy Freeman. You guys were teenagers then. Yeah. I do remember that. I remember it very clearly, actually. No one, I think, in Australian sporting history would have had the pressure that, that she had on her when she delivered. Yeah. Mm, agreed. Number six, Wayne Carey. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Number seven, Carl Lewis. Number eight, I'm being specific, Buddy Franklin, 2008. Wasn't Carl Lewis oh, yeah. a drug cheat? Uh, I think that's up in the air. Okay. I think it was, it was a late test, but All I'm right. talking about probably 84 Olympics. Right. Number number eight, Buddy Franklin, 2008. Uh, I'm so glad you probably as good a season. What a, year, what a year. What a year for him. Agreed. Do you, do you remember playing on him in, in that form, Dane? 
2008, I was that was my when he kicked 130 goals. That was, that was my first All Australian. Um, <clears throat> no, Get up, please, Sam. Yeah, no, I can't, <laughs> mate. He's, mate, he's. I didn't play on him. Mate. He would have kicked 15 on me. No, not um, directly on him. I know that. Uh, oh, not really. I can't remember no. last year, let alone. He's a man on our last podcast, couldn't remember his 200th game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm being, again, being specific, Richmond passed three years because prior to that, they didn't go close to living up to their hype, but now they're supporters and they're delivering premierships and everything else. And number 10, Jez's Mark and fuck <laughs> UK Coins. That's the overrated part, Dane. So, so what's overrated? Dane said that Jez's mark is overrated. Yes. Well, listen, I don't agree with Kane much, but it's not It's not the best. It's iconic, yes, absolutely. Like, you know, one of the greatest all-time AFL moments. Like, everyone knows it. I, I don't, when was it? I don't think I wasn't born, was I? So, like, I honestly don't remember it. I hated Carlton, still do. So, like, I have no interest in them, but... Like, absolutely, one of the all-time moments in Australian history. But it is nowhere near the best mark ever taken. It's, it's absolutely true. true. Though. What, 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 uh, like, I, I'm, it, I didn't see it live either, and I haven't really seen the footage of it for a long time, but I know that it's two people high, right? There's two people underneath him. Yeah. Yeah, listen, it's a great mark or something I could absolutely never do. And it would probably win, you know, mark of the year in many, 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 many years. But Jeremy Howe does take them every week. Well, not every Two week. It takes four high. or five a year. Not, yeah. So, so what is the argument that it's overrated, or it's just because I kind of agree with him? Oh, which is weird. Which is like so weird. Not, like the the moment is not overrated. The moment is one of the all time. But I don't, I, my argument is you can't separate it. Why not? Why? Because you because it, you, all the reasons you just said it yeah, is no, such an yeah, iconic okay, moment. Okay. Well, yeah, it is. Well, in that moment it is. But if you if you just put Someone else in that mark, you just go, oh, it's a great mark. Like, I'll give you the modern, modern equivalent of Kane Corns' argument is Heath Shaw's tackle was overrated because Nick Rewald wasn't expecting him or his, his smother. No. Like, it's just an insane proposition to say one of the most iconic grand final moments is overrated because, uh, you know, Jeremy Howe or hey. Sean Smith or whoever is taking a better mark. See, I didn't even know it was in a grand final. So there you go. I thought it was just a regular season game. You didn't know Heath Shaw and Nick Rewald was in the oh, grand no, final? I thought, I thought Jess Lenko. I thought, I thought you were talking about Jess oh, Lenko. Was that no, no, no. It was, yeah, and that, and, that's, and that adds to it, and, and fair enough too, as you said, that, uh, was that it in you're, you're a lot younger. Yes, yeah, it was, okay, so it was well, the 1970 grand final. It was the okay, biggest, yeah. biggest uh, crowd ever played uh, yeah. in Australian rules, and it was also the biggest comeback. So, okay, well, I don't know. So that, obviously more, that adds obviously to it, but if you just take that mark out of in isolation, it is nowhere near the best mark ever taken. But well, – and, and Speaking of someone who has taken one of the best marks ever, and Andy Cracker, I want to ask you this one. Troy. Yeah, hold on. And yeah. let me tell you, the re- reply from Jezelenko's daughter was one of the most over-the-top, ridiculous, <laughs> bloody comebacks I've ever heard. What it was, was it? it? <laughs> I didn't even see it. It was like he, it was like he killed Bambi. Like, <laughs> he went on a fire for 10 minutes. I could not believe it. Um that was a bit absurd, but she's got a right to defend her father, and that's great. She obviously believes it's the best mark in the history of the world, but um, it was, gee, she, she had a lot to say about it. Um, but um, you know, good on her for supporting her father, but it was a little bit over the top, I would imagine. But that's what isolation does to people. It's making people go berserk. People are worried about sanitary products in Mother's Day stuff, <laughs> about husband and wives having some fun together at home, about... About stupid commentators 
opinions about whether marks are good or not. Um, and once again, like the favourites, it is someone's opinion. Like mm-hmm. they, you don't have to agree with it, but it's an opinion. It's not a fact. It's not saying the sky, you know, is black. Well, you know, the grass is red. It's Let me read you this. Uh, Andy Andy Cracker uh, sent a tweet who did take one of the best marks of all time. David yeah. Koshy's comments labelling. Mick Mouldhouse and racists are absolutely deplorable. It couldn't be further from the truth. Mick is a great man and certainly no racist. That's coming from a proud Aboriginal Noongar man. Wasn't that fantastic that he decided to go on, on social media and stick up for Mick? Yeah, poured about a tough, tough couple of weeks, haven't they? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, they, they, they just stopped really worrying about Victorians. Um, and they're going to have to come down here anyway, it looks like, with their Premier not allowing like their interstate travel or whatever. So... They might have to sit down here for a couple of weeks and play some home games in him, which would be a shame. Um, but um, once again, Koshy is just, I don't know, must be bored and went, oh, clearly overstepped the mark. Um, he's He just wants to be Eddie. That's just it. Like, um, he's just a poor It'd man's cool, Eddie. But uh, you know uh, what? I agree. <laughs> yeah. I've just, never heard never that before, same, but I think I agree with you. You'll never have the same power and... Um, influence over the game is Ed, um, so he just needs to take a, a back seat. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I should ask you though. Hold on, with your, li- with your oh. list, with your list, yep. Usain yes. Bolt, he couldn't get a start. He was the fastest man ever. Lived up to it at the height. You would not. You you could have couldn't squeeze. I'm making a top eleven. I'm just going yeah. back. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably should. Michael Phelps. Yeah, oh, look, I have, some, I have some questions about your list too. Like you, you've put Michael Jordan no, well, in yeah. there with with the Richmond of the last three years, and and is is that fair? Like the the just the vast difference between the nominees in this list is is huge. Like I, some of them I wouldn't have put in the same category, but I, I agree. With LeBron, as much as I'm not a huge LeBron fan, I can appreciate his work. LeBron James in this era has surpassed his. Hype from being a number one draft pick. I think by that far now he sits comfortably number two all time. I think he would have to be up there. And I can't believe you didn't put Winks or Black Caviar in. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I to be honest. Yeah. What did you? Well, I was waiting for you to say, "Oh, here you go with I the thought... horses again." So I, I thought I wouldn't. No, well, I, I was just waiting. Winks, about... for sure. Which one? Which one would you put first? Well, which uh, horse? Which horse? Oh, which horse of... it? Yeah. Can you do another list of horses? Well, I'm biased to Black Caviar because I, I got to take a tour group to Royal Ascot and I was there. So, All right, I'll pick so that up. That's, that's self-interest. Pick that up. Yeah. Well, I didn't achieve anything, Sam. I just was happy happy to be there. Are you, are you thinking like Black Caviar over Winks achieved was? A- well, she was undefeated. Winks wasn't undefeated, but Winks was phenomenal. Dog yeah, wants yeah, to come back in. Yeah, okay. So, Bad <laughs> luck. <laughs> He's such a responsible man. Oh, well, he just he scratches on the door. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the spoodle convertible. Uh, hey, uh, um, I need to go back one because you just mentioned what, what Ed. You just the, reminded me. What about me. the All Blacks? What's that? Oh. Far what about, what, far what about the All Blacks? No, the All Blacks as far as... No, no, but you're talking about talent. I'm talking like... about hype in, in, in the area. So Richmond, for instance, used to have all these insane supporters that would go every week while they were terrible. Melbourne supporters, uh, uh, I always said, so Richmond supporters. Had, they haven't had any supporters for the last 30 years. My, fam, my uncles and that are. And now since 2017, every second person is a Richmond supporter. They didn't have a supporter for 30 years. <laughs> now, now It's not true. Now they've got 700,000 of them. They're everywhere. <laughs> and I only been back in Richmond. Oh, mate, I supported them through thick and thin. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> 
And like your reserves, reserves, are they? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Sure How good was that little tweet Williamstown put out? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Billy Swan Sun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Phil, Phil Cleary mentioned that a few times. It was great. Yeah. Hey, um, so mention, mention about Ed. Uh, I should go back to the Alan Dydak article. What's your, what's your recollection of, of the Alan Dydak? Now that Alan Dydak has spoken publicly about it and said, yeah, probably shouldn't have lied to Ed in hindsight. Um, uh, yeah, well, I think it was a pretty – was well, it was um, the worst kept secret of all time, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when was that, 2008 or something? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I guess we'll still probably – coming to terms with social media and, like, the scuttlebutt and how rumours got out. So you probably weren't – like, in today's day and age, like, you just know you just cannot lie. You, you cannot get away with any – unless – especially when you're out in the public, if you've done something at home, like, and there's no cameras, there's no vision, like, there's no nothing, no one's seen you, well, then you probably get away with a white lie or two. But, like – now, these days, if you fuck up or you have a blue or you have an incident or something happens in a public place, you just cannot get away with it. You just physically can't because there's someone will tell someone or put it on Twitter and then like vision. So you, you can't wear back then. It was probably, you were still testing the waters of what you could. It's a transition period, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was what you, social media was around, but it wasn't where everyone gets their news today. Like, you know, I, I don't flick on the, you know, the Herald Sun or the Age or the news in the morning. I, I go to Twitter for most of my – I flick on Twitter in the morning and get all my, like, American sport overseas because the day's gone. So that's where I get all my news from where – that's where everyone gets their news now. You can see all the Channel 10 reporters, all sports reporters, they all tweet first because they have to wait till 5 o'clock to get on the news or whatever it is. So back then it wasn't like that. So you probably still had a bit of leniency. But, mate, lot like most young kids, and it's very, very hard – to tell them once they walk into the club, mate, you know, the footy club towers sits you down. If you do anything, if anything happens, no matter what time of night, give the club a call. That's what Ed always said. No matter what happens, no matter how much trouble you're going to be in, no matter what, how much trouble you think you're going to be in, no matter what time of night is, no matter what you've done, you have to call a footy club so we can get ahead of it. And and you think, yeah, and then it happens, you're like, there's no fucking mind bringing the footy club. I think I can, <laughs> I, well, I think I can get out of this. So like I'm going to, and then, you know, you leave it two days. And then you're cooked. Then you're fucked. Like the, so, uh, but that's just the older you get, the more you realise. Like, what was Didzen? Probably, you know, twenty six, twenty seven, something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, to be honest, it's probably around the start of time he's probably should start thinking about it. But like, the world we live in now, like an older bloke would call a club immediately because you know, just you got to get ahead of it. But the young kids will still probably have that feeling like, oh, uh, no, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm just making my way. I don't want to get sacked, blah, blah, blah. But um, with Dids and that, it was just, they were just, all they were doing, they weren't trying to, like, you know, stick it up, stick one up the club or trying to, you know, they were just trying to protect a mate who had literally done nothing wrong apart from getting in the car with, with Heath who was drink driving. Now, yes, the PC people jumped in my throat and say, yes, well, he was doing something wrong. He was there and, which yes, absolutely. He was he did the wrong thing by getting in the car, but he'd been in trouble before with the, you know, with the the Christopher Hudson thing and stuff like that. So they just, his best mate wanted to protect him, and you can clearly understand that. But um, they tried they tried to do it for a day or two, and then we kind of knew um, it made it made it look really bad when he um, when he got up and defended him. But that's what a good president does. Um, I say, Koshy, doing that, do you? But 
Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they just it was it was it was pretty flat around the club. Heath and Heath probably wasn't at his peak then, but this was Dids at his best. Life from probably 2007 to 2011, which was, we needed Dids. Um, yeah, and it was shit at the club. They were at the G Bung. I think a couple of other players were there. Um, were there with them, but I think they stayed. So thank goodness for the pigs who actually stayed in that and wanted to keep drinking. Um, I was not there, FYI. Um, I lived in Yarra. I lived in Kingsville, Yarraville that time. So going to the G Bung in Hawthorne was a long way for me. So the West the Westgate saved me. All I remember is going, <laughs> going over the Westgate is just a nightmare. So um, the Westgate saved me from probably being there. And yeah, the rest of history. They they got done for the year. I'm pretty sure. Is that right? They got done for the year. Uh, I think Heath did. I don't know about Alan. Like, okay. Yeah, I've got that in front of me. 2008, and we said Hawthorne won the flag, so we probably wouldn't have won it anyway. But 2007, we got pipped in the prelim by Geelong by five points when they flogged Port by 150. So um, if we win that, we probably win the flag. Um, and two, I can't remember what happened. And we obviously didn't win the, win it, but we remembered it. But um, yeah, it was a disappointing time, but like you learn from your mistakes, and you know, did Jeanette have a great and Heath have a great relationship now? They've, and that's a, the great thing about Ed. Like he, they made Ed look fucking ridiculous and look so stupid. He publicly defended, then he had egg on his face. But the thing with Ed, like he copped it, and yeah, he gave him some on, enormous sprays and bakes because of it. But once he got that out, it's like righto. Now we support the boys. Um, how can we look after this? How can we get you through this time? And now they're great. So um, now, now, now they can laugh about it. But it wasn't very funny for the for, for a little while there, Ralph. Let me tell you. But um, no, I've been on the I've been on the end of a couple of them. Yeah. And, but yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, once it's done, it's done. Yeah. Now they can now they can have a laugh about it and relax. And but um yeah, it was it was a touchy subject for a while there. But listen, it's a rite of passage at Collingwood. You got to get caught doing something, try and lie about it, then get it, then get your then get a bake by Ed. <laughs> absolutely. All right, just to finish with Sam, you you nearly teaching again. That must be exciting. Oh, I'm so, so happy. I had tears of joy for the first time in lockdown when I heard kids can finally start to go back to school. My life can return to some somewhat a normality. Um, the 28th, I believe, is going back in um, dribs and drabs. So the ba- my little babies, the preps will go back then and then the older kids so will come back, um, back in June. So teachers can, teachers can go, go back, back as well or is it just students? Yep, teachers can go back as well. Yes, correct. They won't be left to their own devices because that would be an absolute disaster. Lord of the Flies stuff going on or something. Absolutely. (laughs) And especially after being in lockdown for so long, they'll be absolutely feral, I reckon. But I would take a day back. Five days a week? Um, For me, I'm three days a week, but the kids, the preppies will go back. um, So specialist schools will go back for a week and then have two weeks off and then they'll go back again. Normal uh, normal schooling will go back, preppies and year 11s and 12 firsts, and then the rest of them will go back, I think, two weeks later, is it, Ralph, or a week later? Yeah, something like that. I'm just in a blur at the minute, but it's exactly right. Oh, uh, yeah, so we've got a stack of messages. I've kept them all, and we'll, we'll address them on our next Swanee and Friends show. If you bought merch, thank you. I'm picking it up from Swanee's place tomorrow, and I'll oh, be there. Oh, that was, I'll, that was I'll a in itself. Mate, you, didn't even, you didn't even unpack, it, unpack them all. I had to rip so much plastic. Man, I was, I was really pissed off with that, to be honest. I was like, fucking hell, it took me like 40 minutes. <laughs> Did you keep the plastic bags for Barty for your walks? Throw them in the handy for them. Throw them in the ocean. Smart. <laughs> You're okay. Can I just quickly, you. can I quickly give yes. um, 
three really quick shout outs. Is that okay? Yes. Um, I'm not going to give any explanations, but I'd just like to say you know what you've done. So thank you to Scott Lobb, to Steph from Eden Lane Boutique, and a lovely lady by the name of Beck Russian. Thank you, beautiful humans. I appreciate you. I see you. And, um, and we'll invoice you next week. Out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get. And, and you can invoice me because thank you to Paul Gardner for putting this together again yeah. for us while we're in lockdown. Who uh, who puts together also my right. year round carnival part hey. racing podcast? Hey, any any <laughs> shout outs, Tony? No, no. Can't wait to see you both. Fuck no, it's too it's too early in the morning. I completely forgot. Um, no, I'll have next week, mate. You got me up at nine thirty. It's too early. Yeah, well done. All best. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.